Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Raj Singh. They call me King Raj, and I have with us today a very special guest that I would like to introduce herself, doing amazing things all over the world, actually. And her name is Courtney. Courtney, please introduce yourself and tell our uh, listeners, our viewers, um, just a real uh, high level of what you do for your clients as well. Sure. My name is Courtney Lukic. I founded Gotham PR. We're located in New York, London, and newly in Florida. And I would like to call myself a very early influencer. I started my career in technology working at IBM over 20 years ago at another agency before founding my own. So I'm always interested in emerging technology, digital, all things sort of new and uh, at the forefront. So that's why I happened to come into contact with King Raj today. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks so much, Courtney. Now, what do you do exactly for your clients when you say, um, you, you know, it's like a marketing and you help clients and you have the Gotham uh, PR, I guess it's a public relations, uh, you know, company, what you do, and you've been in that space for a while, but, but specifically, what do you do for them? Well, we were one of the first multidisciplinary firms. So when you think of PR, you think of press relations almost exclusively. So we were one of the first companies, believe it or not, to blend uh, digital with uh, SEO with influencer campaigns, with business development, uh, complemented by press. In other words, when you have a great client, it's really not that difficult to secure press coverage. However, what is more challenging is to grow a business, right? To grow its influence, to create a legacy brand, something of lasting value. So on that topic, I've recently written a book called Creating Significance, How to Build a Lasting Brand and Design Your Career Along the Way. Creating significance. Wow, I love it. It's not just about being successful, but uh, making a difference and being significant as well. So I'm, I love the title of your book there. Um, what kind of clients uh, do you actually work with? Like what size company should they have or, or what kind of influencer, if they should be an influencer or not, or coaches or, you know, what's your typical client? Oh, that's a, it's an excellent question. It tends to be both emerging and established talent. Most companies tend to be 50 or above. We have clients that have 1,000 employees worldwide uh, or more. However, we have worked with the two-person firm, the five-person firm, the 10-person studio. It really depends on um, what the value proposition is and and what their sort of creative offering is. We tend to work with, um, per your earlier question, designers and developers of all kinds. So... Uh, there's a through line if you look at our client roster that runs through it. So it can be anything from a fashion designer, such as Brett Johnson, to someone starting a financial um, platform or wallet. Hill Harper did that recently with the Black Wall Street, if you followed that mm-hmm. campaign. Um, yes. We work with visual artists. We're working with Willie Cole. He just did a great partnership in Milan for Design Week with Todd's, the very iconic uh, leather brand. So it really runs... Um, in a lot of different directions. I think a lot of it has to do with what's compelling to us, what we see um, will have traction in the market, you know, from a forecasting standpoint. 
And also to your point, something that is significant, right? That's built on sustainable, sustainable principles and sort of has a mission behind it. So it's not just sort of press for press sake. I call that publicity or vanity yeah. press. <laughs> okay. Well, before clients come to you, I'm sure they've uh, you know tried out other companies and so forth. What have you seen that they spend or, or actually waste their time, energy, and money on before coming to you that you can just kind of guide our clients now? Wonderful question. And first and foremost, I would like to say I've never solicited business. So I like to think the companies that approach us have done their research. And if you do a deep dive, you can find a lot, obviously, over a near 20-year client roster. So I think great work tends to be self-reinforcing or replicating, right? So good work begets even better work. And so I feel like I'm actually doing my best work even during the pandemic because the stakes were that much higher and the challenges were that much greater. So I think um, what we don't like to do is take on a problem client. And I'm guessing in your you know, seat and position in the world, you know exactly what that means. So no good PR practitioner really wants to clean up someone else's mess, so to speak. So if somebody comes to me and they've um, already burned through two or three firms, that's a bit of a red flag to me. And I will certainly try to find that good guidance or assistance, but I will not tend to take them on. Um, It's not fair to my team. And also that shows that there's sort of a problematic pattern there. So on the flip side of that, we like to be the first agency or the agency of records so that we can kind of train the client even how to be a good client and how to interact and build that level of success. So if someone comes to us just looking for sort of one-off publicity, that's not really what we're about. We're really about building a whole wheelhouse of skill sets. And I think that most clients, you know, that stay with us or even our short-term clients, they say, wow, we learned a lot things that we didn't even know uh, were involved in the discipline because people really don't understand that PR involves a lot of methodology Um, how competitive it is, and really how strong a value proposition you have to have to even be published. Absolutely. I like that. So what makes, um, let's say, Gotham PR, your company, different from the competition that you just mentioned? What, you know, really makes you stand out? Well, we're very collaborative, extremely hands-on. Oftentimes, as a consultant, I get pulled into companies that are repositioning or even creating succession plans. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see not only a lot of innovation and new startups, if you haven't already, in your position as a producer and interviewer, but a lot of companies that are, quote-unquote, rebranding or sort of changing their identity moving into 2022. And that's part of a natural evolution, I think, in companies that are 10, 20, 30 years old, right? And yeah. then for startups, we're seeing just such a savvy design aesthetic um, and, and public awareness that now, because we're so accustomed to being marketed to direct consumer as a result of you know pandemic and lockdown and online shopping, we expect really sophisticated uh, offerings, right? And almost seamless or frictionless um, service and delivery. So um, if anything, I think this time period has been a great one for um, new companies, new platforms, new apps, new ideation, but it also raised the bar on expectations, consumer side. Great. Well, speaking about the pandemic, what did you do differently um, since the pandemic started and what changes do you think you and your company would now um, actually keep instead of changing it back to how it was before? Yeah, I love that question. Um, Lean, extremely fast moving. I mean, we were always 24-7 in that we have clients in 30 countries and 50 cities. Um, But I, I think the, you know, what we're doing right now, obviously, Zoom is a tremendous tool. Uh, being as uh, 
effective a communicator as possible. I think if anything that we learned even from the governmental or global standpoint was that the communications were all over the place and nobody knew from day to day sort of what was up and what was down. So I think just being an arbiter of not only sort of sensibility, but trying to be calm, be a motivator, be that influencer, right? That is the voice of reason, I think um, was really the role that uh, I served client side. And it, it served us all well, because again, we put a lot of resources into business development and consequently all our clients now have very full portfolios and pipelines of 2022 work, which in the marketing world, we would call the funnel, right? So all of those are pre-qualified leads, all the meetings have been taken, all the, you know, requests for proposals and briefs and so forth are being crafted. And that's a really good position to be sitting in and, you know, heading into the fourth quarter, not to sound too corporate because we're obviously a creative agency, but um, it's sort of where art and commerce meet. And I think that that's kind of what we do differently. Excellent. Excellent. And I can tell that you're just very competent at what you do and you have this uh, calming energy about you, even though you're uh, very successful, but you're humble as well. And I could tell you're just a, a leader of leaders. So my question to you is, um, what's your day-to-day -day like as a leader, Courtney? Like, what do you spend all of your time doing? Well, first of all, making sure that I get up at four or five in the morning to start aye, aye, aye. London or China, which, you know, if you know anything about time zones, it can be really a bit of a juggling act. So by the time I, you know, get in touch with everyone there and then I read all the global press to see, you know, what's going on and what it is that we are um, working with on any given day, then I switch into working with the New York uh, offices and, and clients. And I do think that they appreciate that we're always 10 steps ahead so that they're getting all of their sort of speaking and data points and research um, by 7 or 8 a.m., right? So it just allows yeah. them to kind of jump into their day and for example, a client this morning, we had five back-to-back -back Zoom calls set up. And while that's somewhat atypical, they availed themselves of the two or three hours it took to do that because the rewards are commensurate, right? So sometimes you just yeah. have to block out the calendar and make sure that those things happen. And I think, you know, there's a tendency maybe during this time that a lot of people would change appointments or reschedule things. And, you know, that really doesn't um, bode well from where we're sitting, right? Because these are very high profile sort of meetings and interviews and, and sessions that are being scheduled. So um, to answer your question, I always have to sort of be able to operate on the fly and say, okay, well, we can't do this and we have to do that or circumnavigate certain obstacles or people get demotivated to try to pump them up again. We're working on a big legal case, for example. So to keep that particular client motivated it, it has to do with intellectual property or copyright and her portfolio mm -hmm. was effectively kind of stolen and is being promoted by another company so it's been really interesting working with the legal teams and finding the right witnesses and the deposition mm -hmm. and so forth so that's really people don't realize that the PR you have to have all these you know legal sort of approvals before you can go to media and start promoting something and I think people have this naive idea that we just start talking to newspapers and calling up our contacts and you know we have to have the legal approvals to move forward to be able to talk about many highly sensitive topics right so there's a lot of due diligence that goes into what what we do so okay. you know on any given day I'm doing a lot of that and also just consulting clients who are sometimes in a panic over a big decision they need to make or they just have a drop deadline that I'm trying to help them get over the finish line or to offer them a resource uh, that might be outside of my company 
that can be anything from design services, branding services, UX, you know, in the case of, you know, these many new tech platforms and apps that have to be developed. Um, I also lecture occasionally at, you know, various universities um, to entrepreneurs and for entrepreneurs because I'm always looking to motivate new, you know, Excellent. people in, in the market and uh, fresh content. So, yeah. And I mean, and social media is a, a part and parcel of that too. So, you know, it's really staying on top of the topicality, the timelines, what's interesting. And, you know, I think the the one thing that PR people don't typically do is promote their own firms effectively. So my own coach, my writing coach said, you know, start taking podcasts and talking about what it is you do. So that people kind of distill some of the the misunderstanding around what it is you do from day to day. So that's everything that uh, is work related. And that's what I wanted to know about. Just curious, business wise, what you do day to day. But now let's get into more personal, more about Courtney. What do you like to do when you're not working? Just curious, what are some of your hobbies? Uh, well, again, I mean, I work with some of the world's preeminent artists, designers, architects. So um, in, in the before times, I loved going to museums. Now they're starting to open up again and galleries mm. and so forth, going to lectures. Um, in that it's summertime, it's great, of course, to be outside biking, swimming, uh, sailing, kayaking, um, you know, having new experiences. I had traveled a lot pretty extensively um, over the past, you know, decade, really. So it's actually been good to sort of sit down and focus and not have to be running around or jumping on an airplane. Uh, that being said, I'll be in New York next week. And of course, you know, we'll take 25 meetings back to back, that kind of thing. And um, that's fun. It's a, it's a great place to get things done. And, you know, part of why people come to us, right? Gotham is called Gotham for a reason. And it's because you have to really want to be there. And everybody kind of does from a business perspective. Yes, I love that name, Gotham. I used to be belong to a, uh, a BNI networking type group uh, decades ago. That yes. had Gotham in the name, and I loved it <laughs> for New York. Yes, because I'm born and raised. I'm the the uh, we say the light at the end of your tunnel in New York, right, Jersey. <laughs> That's right. I have a, many clients in New Jersey as well. So, um, yeah, give me give me a sense of what your your audience is interested in in uh, learning, and I'm happy to answer those kind of questions as well. Sure. Actually, I wanted to ask you, so I'm glad you brought that up. What's one kind of tip that you can give our audience now um, when it comes to, you know, something your company does or, or with anything in the press or media or, or, or growing themselves as a brand? Just one tip that you think can be helpful for them listening right now that they can actually take and, and utilize right away. Yeah, my one um, mantra really this year has been surround yourself with experts. So whether that's, mm. you know, a coach for writing, uh, someone like you on the financial um, segment, um, really trying to get a program for your, you know, upcoming three years, if you're on a career tra trajectory, or even having that dovetail with your lifestyle, uh, there are so many resources available that can help you organize and not sort of um, fall behind, so to speak. And I would say people approaching agencies, likewise, you know, you need to have things that are PRable. And when we say things, we mean either projects uh, or designs or ideas, um, products, something that is uh, tangible that would be of interest to the to the wider public. Mm -hmm. So, again, taking the time to do that due diligence, right, and talk to the right people who, you know, will help you along your career path, myself included, I've mentored hundreds of people who are now very successful in their careers. So I try to do internally at my agency what I do externally for clients. Um, yeah, I would just say try to 
get focused a little sooner than, um, you know, some people end up in their late thirties and they're wondering where their career is or why they're stuck or why they've plateaued. And um, some people are thriving, you know, even under pandemic conditions. So a lot of it has to do with mindset, right? Um, the ability to kind of bootstrap and to be, um, take initiative. Yes. Well, there you have it. Courtney's mantra, surround yourself with experts. I'll say it again, surround yourself with experts. It's uh, something I believe in uh, tremendously as well. What's a client success story that you can share with us? Oh, there are so many. And again, they are, there are about 10 or 15 uh, case studies included in this book that I've written, Creating Significance. So one I'd love to talk about is Brett Johnson in that it was just New York Fashion Week. And we started working with him when he was, I believe, just 24 years old. He was on the verge of 20, turning 25. And if you know anything about his family, his parents were the founders of BET or uh, Black uh, Television entertainment network. And uh, they sold that business. They were the first black billionaires in the United States, even before Oprah. And Brett started his uh, fashion, what is now an empire uh, in New York about uh, six, seven years ago. And now it's international. He's represented in boutiques all over the world. He has a base in Florence, Italy. He's uh, been nominated for the CFDA award. And I think he's all of maybe 31 or 32 now. So, you know, it's really great to start with somebody at the beginning and to watch them grow and flourish. Uh, he's just one small example. So again, I like to sometimes focus on the startup examples because, you know, big companies can reposition and sort of reinvent themselves, but to take a chance on fashion, which is one of the most competitive creative industries and to become that successful not least of which the menswear fashion category is the largest growing uh, globally. So it was yes. really smart on his part. And he's uh, carried at Saks and um, Nordstrom in the United States as well. His designs, uh, I should say, not him. <laughs> yes, yes, his designs. Even coming, coming from such a successful family, it shows he still wants to do something on his own and you were able to make that happen. So uh, kudos to and you. Again, there, there, yeah, there was that expectation also um, from his parents that he did not just uh, take uh, advantage of uh, his upbringing, but that he would be successful at a young age. And he since married and had a child as well. So it's a pretty impressive story all the way around. And you were able to create significant for him and his family because of that. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. So if someone listening to this or watching this uh, says, you know what, Courtney sounds like the real deal. Uh, you know, they want to connect with you and uh, see how they can start working with you. What's the best way that they can reach out to you and your team to get you know, started, take that first step? I personally love LinkedIn because I feel like I vet and... Um, am receptive to so many different kinds of audiences and potential clients. Of course, you can reach us on our website, gothampr.com. Contact information is there as well. I do answer every email. And again, if uh, I can't help you, I will find somebody who can. Well, I appreciate that. There you have it again. And her mantra, surround yourself with experts. Don't forget about her book as well, Creating Significance. Thank you so much for uh, being a guest on our show, Courtney. And that's Courtney Lukic. Look her up on uh, LinkedIn and reach out. And she said she's available for you. So take advantage of that. Uh, just special offer for all of you today. Thanks again, Courtney. And until another episode of the Future of Influence podcast, I'm your host, Raj Singh. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney.
Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time. Thank you.